Coming up on Life is Leet, Curse of Naxxramas has hit Hearthstone, finally, a new Pokemon distribution event, finally, and Sailor Moon Crystal is becoming a great series. This is Life is Leet episode 26 for Sunday, August 3, 2014, finally. Hello everyone, welcome back to Life is Leap. This is a podcast of nerds yelling at microphones about things. I am Jesse Hanna, and joining me tonight, as always, is my younger brother and co-host, Aaron. How are you doing tonight? It lives! It lives! Yes, we are back. We have not pod-faded. Uh, two weeks ago, we were both just insanely busy and didn't have any time at all to record. Uh, last week I was sick out of my mind and could barely even think, let alone put together notes for a show and do all the crap that I need to do to set up to record. And this week we're actually back to Hangouts on Air because I can't stand my entire audio setup uh, falling over and collapsing halfway through every single episode. So, uh, we're... Anyway, we're back, we're doing it live. Let's we're, go we're ahead. Not, we haven't gone the route of Half-Life 3, guys. We have not. We have not. We also have not pod-faded. We're still here, so let's get into it, as always, with games. Alright, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone. I've been playing the new adventure, the Curse of Maxxramas adventure, and we will be talking about that later. Uh, other than that, I've also been working on Bravely Default. I'm almost done with Chapter 5. I'm still working my way through that. But I, even though I was sick, I really didn't have as much time to actually play video games because I, I just couldn't think at all to be able to play a video game. So I, mo- I mostly just spent the entire time in bed or on the couch just, just going, uh... Going, uh, or like just entirely unconscious. So, yeah, that wasn't much fun. And then this past week, I had to catch up with all the deadlines that were coming up from... Uh, that, that was stuff that I would have been working on if I hadn't been sick. So, yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of time the last couple of weeks. But what I have been doing is mostly... Hearthstone, and like I said, we'll get to that in a little bit. What about you, Aaron? What have you been playing lately? Um, I've been playing through Pokemon X. I started a new run on that, and I've been, just been going through it mm-hmm. just for fun. Uh, also, a friend lent me a copy of Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Wii, and so I'm playing through that, and it's my first time like seriously sitting down and playing a Metroid game. Oh, very so cool. I have like Super Metroid on my Wii U, but I never really invested much into that. Yeah, I'm All right. just going sounds, through that. Sounds pretty That's good. Yep. All right, so moving on to the news, I really, the big thing of the last couple of weeks is that Curse of Naxxramas, the new Hearthstone, not really expansion, but uh, the adventure mode for Hearthstone, finally came out. That came out on July 22nd. It lives! Yeah. <laughs> We we had talked about how the first wing, the Arachnid Quarter, was going to be free during the launch event. We know that that's going to be through early September, so even if you haven't gotten started on that yet, you've got plenty of time to get into that, get that wing of the adventure mode for free 
And then after that, the play quarter opened this past Tuesday, July 29th. I don't remember what the next wing is that's going to be opening this coming week. But, yeah, if if you've got the first wing, then you can unlock the other four for just 20 bucks, which is what I did. Or you can unlock them for 700 gold each, which, uh, Aaron, sounds like you're might that might be what you're saving up to do? Mm, well, depends on if I can actually win enough games to get over 100 gold. Well, okay, good point. <laughs> I, I, I try to do the daily quests. I, I, I don't get all of them, but I try to do them pretty regularly, and that's how I get most of my gold. So that's one way, but I... I like I said, I just unlocked them all for the the other four wings for 20 bucks, and so those will come out as each wing opens. I've beaten so far. I've beaten all six of the normal bosses in the arachnid, arachnid and plague quarters. I, the next quarter coming up is going to be the. Oh, hang on a sec. Let me find it. It is the military quarter. That's that one's going to be opening this week. Anyway, I've I've beaten all six normal bosses so far, the three in the Arachnid Quarter, the three in the Plague Quarter. Uh, I've beat all of those with my Rogue deck. And I've also beaten all four of the class challenges so far. There's, uh, There are nine class challenges that once you beat a boss that also has a class challenge, you can then go back and do the class challenge against that boss. I think so far it's Druid, Rogue, Hunter, and Mage. And those unlock the class-specific cards that came out with Curse of Nexramus. So yeah, I've beat those, beat the normal bosses. I haven't beaten any of the heroic bosses yet. None, none of the normal bosses have really caused too much trouble for me, except for one. And oh my frig, Lotheb is such a pain. Uh, he is the third boss in the Plague Quarter. He has 75 health. What? And the only way to beat him is to just stay alive long enough for him to bring out a card that puts a 0-1 spore on his side of the battlefield. And what that spore does, when you, it, it's death rattle is that it gives all of your minions something like plus 8 attack. Oh, wow. So I don't know. You have to survive long enough for or, or to force him to play a card that puts one or more spores on the field, and you have to keep enough of your minions alive so that when you kill a spore, you actually have things that it buffs enough for you to be able to start wailing away on him. And then you also got to wait for him to put it down at the right time. Yes, and uh, it, it's, wow. it's just such a pain. That sounds incredibly and, painful. And Lotheb is also the boss in the Hunter class challenge. And the interesting oh, thing about fun. that class challenge is that every single card... Uh, with, with the class challenges, you are playing with a pre-made deck for that class, and you have to beat one, one of the bosses with that deck. The Hunter deck is composed entirely of the 1-1 Spider, that's the Hunter-specific card from Nacturamus, that its death rattle is that it puts 
any random beast card in the entire game into your hand. So you've got nothing in your deck but those one one for one spiders and you just have to throw them all out there. Enough of them have to die to get actually good beast cards into your hand and so that you can then play those on top of having to survive long enough to bring a spore out kill it so that all of your monsters get all of your minions get buffed and ah uh, it it it's just so painful it's that such a insane. pain here. it's it it's i it's really well designed because it's so effective at being just so irritating. I hate Lothab with a fiery passion. And, ah! Oh. I know, that does sound quite annoying. At the same time, though, Blizzard have done just a heck of a job with the encounter designs, I guess you could call them, with the uh, AI in these, the heroic bosses are insanely hard, even if you have a really good deck. You basically have to build a deck specifically to beat each boss. Uh, they're, they're really well done. The cards that you can unlock are, so, some of them are not so great, but some of them are really good. I'm definitely going to be adding some of them to my uh, deck rotation, the decks that I use. And yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying Curse of Nexramus so far. I they've they've done a really good job with it, I think. How how far <laughs> in it have you gotten, Aaron? Just wondering, out of curiosity. I've 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 beaten the Arachnid Quarter and that's it. The okay. only boss that really gave me any trouble was um freaking um Feralina. Because of her because oh. of her stupid Rain of Fire ability. That's yes, that oh, ability that is pain. dumb. No, uh, one of the one of the bosses that I actually didn't have all that much trouble with was I think it's Hagen the Unclean, uh, in the Plague Quarter. His hero ability is that whenever one of your minions dies, he gets a one-one skeleton, and I really didn't have that much trouble with that with my rogue deck. Basically, all I had to do was just keep my dagger, my the the rogue hero ability one-one dagger up. And just use that to get rid of those skeletons whenever they popped up. But other than, I, I really didn't have all that much trouble managing that. So that that really wasn't all that hard for me to deal with. So yeah, if if you want to hear a lot more in depth um, analysis, really, of Curse of Naxxramas and of the cards that you can get from it, and of how how they're affecting and working their way into the larger multiplayer metagame. Go go check out the Angry Chicken podcast, a great Hearthstone podcast. We've mentioned it here before. Go take a listen to that if you want to hear more analysis about that. We're we're just saying that. So, what I'm taking a look at Hearthhead right now for their stuff on the Plague Quarter. Uh-huh. Apparently, Alex Straza, who has the ability to set a hero's remaining health to 15, is disabled on Heroic Lothab, who has 99 health. Oh. Yeah. See, I. Why? Alastraza is kind of cheat mode, uh, kind of the cheat code for the heroic bosses, because they normally have, I think, 45 health instead of the 30 that they have in normal mode, and I guess Lothab has even more in heroic. But, so I, but when he it, has freaking 99 HP, that's just... why? <laughs> it kind of makes sense that they would disable Alastraza's... Um, 
battle cry in that encounter because kind of the point of the Lotheb encounter is hanging on until you until you are able to force a spore out onto the field and That's then just... killing it. But that's it's it's ridiculous. I that's hate this. Redonkulous. So it's a pain that's in the butt. That's just redonkulous. Anyway, go listen to go listen to the Angry Chicken if you want to hear more in depth analysis of that. That's that's really just our impression. And so far, I, so far we really like Curse and Axramus. It's definitely worth checking out if you've been uh, enjoying Hearthstone or if you haven't really enjoyed multiplayer and were wanting more single player content. You've you've got it now. So go check that out, Curse and Extremis, available now in Hearthstone. Moving on, uh, that's really all the Blizzard news lately. I, the Warlords of Draenor beta is still a thing that's going on, uh, but there's really not a whole lot else going on in Blizzard news. Oh, and they didn't, they, though they did announce that the Alliance, um, for the Azeroth Choppers contest they had, that the Horde bike won, and if you log in before September 30th, then when the bike gets added to the game, you'll get it. But they also announced that you'll be able to buy the Alliance version too. So I, we knew which, that they would. Which we, we kind of figured they would do. Yeah, we they wouldn't go through were... the trouble of building both bikes just to yeah. only put one in the game. Yeah, we knew that they were gonna do something like that eventually. Either make it a real money purchase in the um, Blizzard store or make it an in-game gold purchase. And but yeah, we knew they would do that. And since you can get the Horde bike, and since you have until September 30th to get the Horde bike, that means I have time to save up money to get it. <laughs> yep. Because I have no money and no time on my WoW account right now. Well, no, just kidding. I do have money, but I'd rather save it for other stuff. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, moving on. I, I, I talked about how I've been pl- working on Bravely Default again. And we've known that a sequel has been kind of in the works. Well, this past week, we got finally some artwork and screenshots from the sequel to Bravely Default called Bravely Second. Oh, man. Uh, we, don't, we don't know yet when it's coming out, but we do know that it's in the works for Nintendo 3DS. I think it's coming out in Japan this year, I think. As it's either late this year or sometime next year. I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyway, we do have screenshots of uh, a new location that's going to be coming out in the game. Uh, Guatalashio? I, I don't know how to pronounce that. Reminds me of the first town in the game when yeah. I look at it. In but, uh, default, I mean. We've got a couple of screenshots of that. We've got kind of the the um, like portrait view or the uh, landscape view of it. you got the overworld map view. We also see a little bit of Agnes, obviously from the first game. game. And we also got some screenshots here of a new character coming to Bravely Second Magnolia in a few different class, uh, uh, the attire of a few different jobs. Uh, There's Valkyrie, Performer, there's Time Mage, and Red Mage. And so this is looking pretty cool. Oh, and there's also a scale figurine of Magnolia that's coming out next year. So that's that's pretty cool. But I these these screenshots do look pretty awesome, and I I really want to get Bravely Default finished because I just because of how much I've been listening to the soundtrack has made me want to finish the game already. Is uh, that that soundtrack deserves to be thought of as one of the best video game scores of all time. I. 
I I will be very surprised if it isn't at some point considered along it on that list because I it's outstanding and the final boss battle music even though I haven't actually gotten to the final boss battle in the game it's some of the best final boss music that I've ever heard it's outstanding I I I still can't stop listening to the soundtrack to that game on repeat yeah it's it, a pretty it, good soundtrack it is I just hope that they fix the uh the uh the whole repeating issue yeah. the first game because that's a good idea on paper, but the way they presented it, was it it, it, not the best. it was wasn't quite executed so well. Yeah. Anyway, it's the, it's a brilliant twist on paper for the story. Oh yeah. But it, it, in terms it, it, of it gameplay, just, it kind of doesn't work yeah, out so well. It, it, it kind of drags it down, but I'm I'm still really lo- it. Bravely Default is still my game of the year so far, and I'm really looking forward to Bravely Second. I'm reserving that judgment for Smash Four. <laughs> All right, moving on. Speaking to, of Smash. Yeah, speaking of Smash, we heard we've heard about another bit of Pokemon, uh, a bit of the Pokemon universe that's coming to the new Super Smash Brothers games. The 3DS version of the game will have an Ends Castle stage, and that's basically it. <laughs> from black and white, because you gotta get yeah, that representation. black and white. Yeah, from- uh, that it, it definitely looks like a pretty cool stage. It was announced, as always, by game director Masahiro Sakurai on the Miiverse. And, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> we have, however, got a little bit more Pokemon news. Uh, we've got another trailer for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. It's And this one kind of introduces the gym leaders. We get to see, uh, if you're watching the video, you see here a little bit of the gym leaders. We also see some of Steven, the Hoenn region champion, of course. Spoilers, and, not really. And we also get an introduction to some Pikachu cosplay for the Pokemon contests. And also Mega Metagross, which I I'm a fan of Metagross. It, it has eight legs. You can't argue with that. Mega Metagross looks just I really freaking awesome. I that that might be my favorite Mega Evolution. So I'm I'm pretty stoked to for for us to find out more about these games for these games to come out. I can it be in November already? Yeah, because I know. I I'm so excited for these games. I uh I like the Pikachu PhD cosplay. That one oh, looks yeah. kind of funny. The, the the and we'll have a link to these in the show notes of course, but yeah, I Pikachu, uh, Pikachu cosplay. They that are they're costumes that you can put on your Pokémon for the contests. I how cool is that? Really. And one of them is Pikachu in a lab coat. Yes. With a I, with a fancy cap, and it's called Pikachu PhD. They're pretty awesome. Uh, something else Probably that we found favorite. out about recently is that there's going to be an actual uh, symphonic concert series of live performances of music from the Pokemon games. Yeah, can that come to Arizona, please? I know, right? Please. I, Pokemon Reorchestrated are doing another one of their albums of music from the Hoenn region, with lots of trumpets, of course. 
Trump so is I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm so excited for these games. It's going to be awesome. Oh yeah. All right. Do you want to, do you want to take this last bit of Pokemon news? Uh, okay. Well, it's not a legendary distribution, but we do have oh. distributions for two particular Pokemon, Heracross and Pinsir. Um, they're going to be over available over Mystery Gift from August 13th to September 17th. And we have details about them in the uh, in the show notes. You could just read them there. Yeah. And then also uh, what what their moves and abilities and nature, all that stuff will be. That's all known. So yeah. We'll, and again, we'll list We're all. We're not going to dive into specifics here. Yeah. And then uh, also serial codes for their respective uh, Mega Stones will be available at participating GameStop stores from the 18th to the 31st. Yeah. Of. I'm going to try and get Pincer's Stone. I'm I'm going to see if I can get both of them and uh, apparently they are only going to have limited supplies of each so those those codes are only while supplies last so you might might want to try to get get your hands on those pretty early but that's that's pretty cool I they they just finished uh, we kind of missed it but they did have the special uh, fancy pattern I think it was Vivion distribution event for reaching the 100 million trade milestone on the GTS but I think that's really been it for X and Y distribution events so far. So it's good to hear, finally, about a couple more of those coming up. Yeah. I think that's pretty much going to do it for video games this week. Uh, yeah, we had a whole bunch of stuff to get caught up on. We we skipped over some stuff that we might have covered if we'd had shows the last couple of weeks. But we, we just covered the important bits. So we'll... Move on now to, I think we are ready to move on to anime. Alright, and I've, I've still been watching Sailor Moon Crystal. And episode one was a good reboot. Episodes two and three, which two came out two weeks ago, episode three came out yesterday, uh, as of when we're recording this. Episodes 2 and 3 are turning Sailor Moon Crystal into a properly great series. They're the makings of a great series just entirely on its own. Whether or not you were a fan of Sailor Moon before Sailor Moon Crystal, uh, it it's definitely moving in the direction of being an excellent series, just full stop. Uh, so far it is following the manga extremely closely, like one chapter of the manga is one episode of Sailor Moon Crystal. And it is it is following the storylines in the manga very closely. Like, for example, uh, Mamoru, uh, Tuxedo Mask, he's, for some reason, he was a college student in the original anime, but he is back to being a high school junior, which is what he is in the manga. Things like that, that were changed for really no particular reason at all in the old anime are back to being what they are in the manga so i've i've been liking that but i've also liked that they have they have, they pay a lot of homage to visual cues and dialogue from the old series like the transformation sequences for sailor moon uh, well not so much for sailor moon but definitely for sailor mercury and mars which were introduced in episodes 2 and 3 respectively uh, they they definitely 
call back very heavily to their transformation sequences in the original anime. And so things things like that uh, have it, it it's scratching that nostalgia itch while at the same time being a having the makings of a very good series all on its own. And I'll, I, I also went and checked with the manga, and since we know that there are going to be 26 episodes of Sailor Moon Crystal, at least at that's first... a typical anime season. That's a typical length, and because they're releasing one episode every other week, that's going to be over the course of a full year. But if they keep up the pace of one episode of the anime being one chapter of the manga, those 26 episodes will go right up through the end of... What was Sailor Moon R in the original anime, but in the manga is just the Black Moon arc. So 26 episodes at one chapter per episode would cover the Dark Kingdom arc and the Black Moon arc. So we'll, we, we still have yet to see if that's how it actually goes, but so far that's the pace that they've been setting. So I'm I'm curious to see if they keep that up and if they make it all the way through both of those arcs in those 26 episodes. But yeah, I've I've been watching and I've still been enjoying the heck out of Sailor Moon Crystal. If you haven't if you haven't checked it out yet or if you only watched the first episode, definitely go to Crunchyroll or Hulu and watch episodes 2 and 3 as well because they are they are turning it into a truly a, a truly excellent series. And another series that I have been meaning to watch for years, but have only just started watching, I thanks to the encouragement of uh, our friend, we've mentioned her on the show before, our friend Jill. She's Blue Fire Lady in the chat room. Uh, we don't have anyone in the chat room right now because we were recording this kind of off of our usual schedule. But anyway, uh, she finally got me to start watching Tengen Topa Guren Lagan, which is... The quintessential action anime, basically. Yeah, it it is a quintessential like, action. You know, anime. you know, you know the um the pointy shades that show up in most other action animes that originates from Guren Lagann. Yeah, uh, it's it it's it it hits all of those things. Uh, it takes place uh, in a time where most of humanity lives in underground caves and colonies because the surface has been taken over by a race of creatures called the Beast Men who pilot these giant robots and attack everything in sight. If they ever see a human, they attack it with their giant robots. And so your main characters end up with a couple of these giant robots and go to the surface and are fighting against the Beast Men. That's the briefest summary of it that I can give. It's made by Gainax, which is the same studio that made Fooly Cooly and Neon Genesis Evangelion, and you can tell because there is a lot of the fully coolly like look and feel and a lot of the just zaniness. But at the same time, you've also got the giant robots and a little bit of the psychological drama of Evangelion all mixed into a single series. And it's excellent. It's hilarious. It's... I... I... It, it's another series that I strongly recommend. Even if, if even if you're not a big fan of kind of fan servicey, because this one kind of is fan servicey, or giant robot anime series, it it is kind of your quintessential action series. It's and it's 
if you like those genres, it's definitely worth checking out. I, I don't know why it took me so long to finally get around to watching it. But even if you're not particularly a fan of those genres, I think there'd still be something for you to latch on to and enjoy in Gurren Lagann. So that's I, that's another one that's worth checking I've been, out. I've been wanting... I, I've, I've started it, but I never really finished it, so I'm probably thinking of picking it back up. I'm about eight going, episodes in, seven or eight going episodes from start in. To finish again. I'm about seven or eight episodes in. I'm I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I'm definitely going to be finishing it. So if if you picked it up and haven't finished it, I definitely recommend picking it up again. It's on Crunchyroll. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. So definitely go check that out. That's Tengen Topa Guren Lagan. Anyway. So what have you been watching, Aaron? You've uh, been first off, things it looks like. First off, JoJo's. If you have not, yes. if you aren't watching the show yet, why aren't you? No, seriously. I have not had the time to watch much more of it, but I have watched, I think, episodes two and three. So I'm working watch on it. of um, that's of the first season, not Stardust Crusaders, but the first season. Yeah. But I'm I'm working my way through it. I am gonna keep watching it. I, I haven't dropped I'm not, it. I'm, I'm, I'm not specifically referring to you. I'm specifically referring to everyone who's listening to this who yes. hasn't seen it. <laughs> Seriously, go watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, second, uh, the people at Rooster Teeth, aka the Red vs. Blue guys, yeah, um, are working with some animator named uh, Monty Ohm to make uh, the RWBY series, and it's in its uh, second volume now. And I'm watching that, and I gotta say, it's like the first season of it, I guess you could say that. It was, it was pretty alright. It was pretty alright. The action sequences were very well animated, which I think is what this particular uh, studio does. Like, I think the later seasons of Red vs. Blue have a lot of uh, uh, custom animated CGI sequences uh-huh. for action. And Ruby, Ruby is pretty good, though. Its action sequences are kind of over the top. They're like mm-hmm. your st- they're like your standard anime fight sequence on a lot of drugs. <laughs> it's it's pretty all right. You should go watch it if you like Red vs. Blue and yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard good things about that series, so I've I've been meaning to check that one out as well. I won't I won't blame you if you skip the first season though, because a lot of that is kind of filler. But yeah. we're only two well, episodes into the second season, so. I'm I'm a completionist, so I'll probably go back and watch the first season. Whenever I do get around to picking it up, I'll probably go back and watch the first season. It does get it does from the from the two episodes that I've seen of this new season, though it does get better. Mm-hmm. Well, and I am a big fan of Red versus Blue, so I still need to watch that. <laughs> it it's great. I've seen like the first season and nothing else. I still need to watch it. I've heard it's amazing. You you can't not watch it. You, you, if you haven't seen Red vs. Blue, you have to watch it because so many jokes come from that. You'll you'll watch it and you'll get where so many different references that you've seen around the internet come from. It's it's <laughs> one of those things that spawned just tons of references. So you you definitely have to go watch it. Why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the third series that I've been watching. This is it is a series on. Crunchyroll, obviously. It's called The Irregular at Magic High School. And uh, it's based on a series of light novels by 
Tsutomu Sato. Yeah, I can totally read that. Mm-hmm. And uh, think of it as basically Harry Potter in the future with less Dark Lord business and more like political intrigue. Interesting. And it ha- and instead of it just being one main character where his whole family is dead, it's a main character and his sister who have a kind of a to summarize it a kind of a close relationship mm-hmm. i'm not going to imply any more than that well okay. cuz it would just get weird too weird for this show yeah this is a family friendly show it's family, it's pretty all right family friendly podcast it's pretty all right though yeah that's been it's been sitting in my crunchyroll queue cuz i i was just going through one day and adding uh series that were coming out in the current season and I just clicked add to queue, so I've it it was it looked kind of interesting, so I've been meaning to check it out. Uh, you think it's think it's worth watching? Oh yeah, it's 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 worth watching if you're into Harry Potter with science. <laughs> oh, sounds right up my alley then. I'll I'll. It, it does a good job at explaining how the systems of its world work, of its universe works, which mm-hmm. major props to that. All right, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, and again, these these series are all on Crunchyroll, so I'll, we'll have links to them in the show notes. So if you want to check any of those out, you can do so. All right, we don't really have any anime news this week, so nope. I think we are ready to move on now to... One more thing! And this week's one more thing is... It's kind of hilarious. It's it's strange. It it Pokemon shaming. Uh, if you're watching this live or on YouTube, the video is flipped because I my video setup is doing weird things with Google Hangouts, and I just didn't feel like messing with it to get it working. But we'll have a link to this in the show notes. It's on the Cheeseburger website, one of their sub-sites. And if you thought if, dog shaming was hilarious. Yeah, if if you've seen the dog shaming thing that goes around on the Internet you'll want to check this out. Uh, some of these are, like, Arceus holding a sign saying, I created a universe in my trainer's room. <laughs> or, uh, uh, Registeel, I lasered mommy's car because I didn't want her to go to work. Yep. So these these are definitely worth checking out if you've seen, like, the dog-shaming pictures around on the internet. Uh, they're they're pretty funny and they're really strange. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. So go check my, that out. My personal favorite one has to be the um the one with Kyogre in it. I'm not allowed in the house. I always make it rain. <laughs> it looks so silly. Yes, I sad Kyogre. <laughs> looks so silly. I uh, it's this this whole thing is just ridiculous. It's awesome. Go check it out. Link, link in the show notes. It's just good, silly fun. Yep. And speaking of the show notes, you can find those as well as an MP3 download of every episode, links to our Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus pages, links to subscribe to us on RSS and iTunes. You can find all of that at our website, which is lifeisleet.com. Our Facebook page, if you want to go there and like it directly, is at fb.me slash lifeisleet. That's L-I-F-E-I-S-L-E-E-T. Our Twitter handle is at lifeisleet, and on Google Plus we're at plus lifeisleet podcast. And again, our website is lifeisleet.com. 
That's L-I-F-E-I-S-L-E-E-T dot com. I'm Jesse. I write this thing, so if anything in it is wrong, blame me. All the stuff that I do is at jbhanna.net or at, at jbhanna on Twitter, or when I stream things, sometimes that's at, at twitch.tv slash jbhanna. Aaron streams things every once in a while, too, at twitch.tv slash plato0. That's P-L-A-T-O and the number zero. Uh, whenever either of us decides to stream something, we'll post about it on our Facebook or Twitter page. So keep an eye on those for details. Keep an eye on those also for when we go live with our live recording, our live stream, so that you can check those out. That's usually on Saturday afternoons. If you want to contact us with feedback, comments, suggestions, audio attachments, email those to us at podcast at lifeislete.com. We'd love to hear those, love to hear from you. That's going to do it for this week. For me, for Aaron, everyone in the sound of my voice, we'll be back next week. Until then, take care.